clear and chilly out there with 30s and low 40s. Today's going to be mostly sunny. Look for highs near 62. I'm Mark Prell. Good morning from the KRCB Sonoma County Newsroom. Here's your first news for Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. The public will likely have to wait at least another two years before being allowed to explore a new 500-acre Sonoma County Coastal Preserve. Sonoma County supervisors are being asked this week for a two-year extension of a sort of soft opening of the Estero Americano Coast Preserve. Access has only been allowed for occasional guided hikes. Outside of those, the public isn't allowed in. The property was purchased nearly a decade ago by the Wildlands Conservancy. That organization granted the county a conservation easement and recreational covenant in exchange for covering just over half the nearly $4 million price tag for the property. As for why the two-year extension request before the property can fully open to the public, a report prepared for the Board of Supervisors cites legal challenges from neighboring property owners over public access, COVID, flooding, and fire damage. The leader of California's state Senate is endorsing a package of bills targeting retail theft, fentanyl, and other crimes. Democratic Senate President Pro Tem Mike McGuire says he believes all of those things can be addressed without changing Proposition 47. That's the 2014 voter-approved measure that raised the threshold for felony theft and drug possession. Anyone that says that they have an easy fix on this issue, candidly, they're selling snake oil. Several bills in the package would increase access to drug treatment. Others would crack down on online marketplaces where many stolen goods are resold. Many California Democrats are reluctant to raise criminal penalties, citing the war on drugs, which disproportionately impacted communities of color in the 1990s. Here's an update on the temporary RV park for the homeless in Sebastopol. Organizers of the spot, dubbed Sebastopol Applied Village Services, or SAVES, are under pressure to vacate the plot of land on the north edge of town to make way for affordable housing. Delays in relocating residents have continued, causing controversy and concern. Adrian Lobby is president of the board of directors of SAVES. She says progress is being made. There are a lot of people who are working on concrete places and getting help from our staff to go there. At the same time, the periodic postponements are over. We are issuing three-day notices, I believe, on (laughs) Thursday the 29th of February. So then they'll have three days to move out. After that, we'll start formal eviction uh, processes. Eviction should be concluded a little more than a month after that, she says. While some have found more permanent accommodations, Lobby says that for some, the future is still up in the air. There is still a lot of unknowns about the situation. Where we're looking at it today, we think there could be as few as seven people that we just will basically be suggesting that they go to a homeless shelter, or as many as 18. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, which won a grant to build affordable housing on the site, plans to break ground in May. Deputies with the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office say they rescued a woman from churning water in the Russian River on Monday, despite her putting up a fight. Monday afternoon, a 911 call came in reporting a child being swept down the river from Johnson's Beach in Guerneville. According to the sheriff's office, the water is very cold and the river is high due to recent rains, resulting in rapids and debris. They say Sergeant Gary Lawson saw the person struggling to stay afloat where Fife Creek enters the river. According to the sheriff's office narrative, 
When Lawson reached the person in danger, he realized it was not a child, but a woman, later identified as a 38-year-old woman. The sheriff's office alleges that the woman immediately began fighting with the sergeant and pushed him under the water. There was a struggle, but Lawson was able to maneuver them across the river where he grabbed onto a bush about 15 feet from shore. According to the sheriff's office, at that point, another deputy jumped into the river and swam over to help. The sheriff's office alleges that the woman continued to fight off the sergeant and the deputy and that deep, fast-moving water was making it impossible for them to swim back to land. Once rescued, the sheriff's office alleges the woman continued to assault first responders and medical staff at the hospital. The sheriff's office says the woman has been arrested on suspicion of felony resisting arrest, felony battery on a police officer, misdemeanor being under the influence of drugs, and other charges. You're listening to Sonoma County First News. But the only proposition on the March 5th ballot is Prop 1. And if you've checked out your voter guide, you might notice the explanation is 68 pages long. Well, healthcare reporter Kate Wolf has more on what this complex measure could mean for local voters. You might have heard that Prop 1 has something to do with veterans. California veterans have given everything for our freedom, often at extraordinary cost to themselves. Prop 1 is for them. Or you may have heard about it by its tagline. For treatment not tense. Vote yes on one. In case you didn't recognize him, those were the words of Governor Gavin Newsom. He's raised $16.5 million to support this measure. You probably haven't heard much from the other side. They've raised $1,000. But the marketing captures only slivers of what the proposition is. So let's break it down. First, it would allow the state to borrow $6.4 billion through selling bonds. The money would go to building thousands of units of supportive housing, half for homeless vets, half for others who have mental health, drug, or alcohol challenges. The rest would go to building thousands of beds for treating mental illness and substance use disorder. Paying back the money will cost the state $310 million per year for the next three decades. And local leaders say the results likely won't be transformational. It's not going to put a dent in terms of the crisis out on the streets now. Bob Erlenbush leads the Sacramento Regional Coalition to End Homelessness. We won't see that housing for five, six, seven years. The second thing Prop 1 would do is change the terms of the Mental Health Services Act. That's a tax on high earners that was approved by voters two decades ago. Right now, counties have a lot of flexibility on how they spend that money. Prop 1 would make it so they need to follow stricter state guidelines, including spending a third of it on housing. Ryan Quist is the behavioral health director for Sacramento County. He says the new allocation would mean less funds for outpatient and crisis services where people can come in and request help. We have our existing outpatient system designed in such a way so that when individuals are ready for services, that they're able to access those services. Some supporters of Prop 1 say the people most in need of treatment aren't likely to volunteer for it. That's why they support the money being redirected to more specialized services, including locked facilities. Carmichael resident Elizabeth Hopper says her 34-year-old daughter often refuses offers of help. You know, we all start in a place of, yeah, you know, of course we want our personal volunteer. We all start in that place. And we we get pulled, kicking and screaming, down to the point of going, yeah, well, it's still not working. Yeah, well, it's still not working. 
Hopper says her daughter has been fighting to live a stable life after being diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder and PTSD 15 years ago. She's been homeless and was arrested after a fight. Hopper thinks if her daughter had access to more levels of care, including locked facilities, she could live a stable life. Certainly when my daughter has had appropriate treatment, you know, then then she doesn't have to be homeless and she doesn't have to be incarcerated. Hopper doesn't think Prop 1 will solve everything, but something is better than the status quo. That's what Governor Newsom says. We've radically changed the way we're doing business. We've created more flexibility, more tools, more accountability, more resources. Uh, now we just need, we need more beds. The governor has made big promises before. The state has spent over $17.5 billion on addressing homelessness since 2018. And during that time, California's homeless population has grown by 40,000 people. Newsom says Prop 1 is the last big piece of the puzzle. The question for voters is whether or not they believe him. In Sacramento, I'm Kate Wolf. Now this. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Southern California Edison will pay $80 million. That's to settle claims on behalf of the U.S. Forest Service connected to a massive wildfire that destroyed more than 1,000 homes and other structures in 2017 on the Central Coast. The U.S. Attorney's Office says the utility agreed to the settlement on Friday without admitting wrongdoing or admitting fault in connection with the Thomas Fire. Investigations found utility equipment sparked the fire in two canyon locations, the Thomas Fire burned across 439 square miles in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties. State officials say it's the seventh largest blaze in California history. Edison says it will have a statement on the settlement soon. Looking out your forecast, chilly temperatures. We have that frost advisory until 9 a.m. Otherwise, we're sunny today. Look for highs near 62. Tonight turns mostly clear with lows around 39. Tomorrow, sunny with highs near 63. Thursday, break out the umbrellas. Rain likely highs only at uh, highs only near 56. Friday, rain with possible thunder. Highs near 54. Then on Saturday, rain tapers off into the afternoon with highs near 50. And those overnight lows will climb slowly into the 40s through the week. For today, expect sunshine at the coast. Winds from the north-northwest, just 10 to 15 miles per hour at the beaches. Bodega Bay, you reach 59 later. Then we have Cloverdale, Hillsburg, Windsor, and Forestville climbing to 63. Grayton, Guerneville, Sebastopol, you'll see 62 for a high. Petaluma, 61. Sonoma, 64. And 62 on the way for Santa Rosa. Well, thanks for starting your day with us. We are your local member-supported public radio newsroom. You can become a member at krcb.org. And that's where you'll find more local reporting plus any updates to the stories you just heard. And join us for Morning Edition and All Things Considered for more North Bay News coverage weekday mornings and afternoons on KRCB 104.9. From Sonoma County's NPR station, I'm Mark Prell. Stay safe out there and have yourself a good day. <laughs>